Bereishis Yud Beis and Bereishis Yud Gimel. My mom start different. Same at Oshan. Two years ago, Oshan. Oilam Shana Nefesh. It's based on Tafresh Pei. The Rebbe Rashi Tafresh Pei Bereishis Oneir. Even the Tzvei Moldezel B'Maimir. I found it very interesting. I don't know what the reason is, but this is, I'm sure he has a good question. Now let me begin with this. The There's a lot of my modem in Chassidah that go on Oshon. A lot of them go on Oshon. Oshon stands for Oilam Shon and Nefesh. Oilam Shon and Nefesh, as you guys realize, means Mokim, Zman, and Ruchnius, and Kavona, and, 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 and Chayas. So the Tzemach Tzedek has a Loshon. Middukhzach, there's Bengtzach my modem in the name of the Tzemach Tzedek. Yeah, I, I believe that the source of that Lashon is in the The whole Sefer Yitzira goes in the Oshan, Oilam Shah Nefesh, the number three. Why is this significant? It's significant because Kabbalah usually goes in the number four. Yudke Vavke, Atilas, Bri, Yitzir, Nasir, Daimun, Tzmei, Chaim, so Sefer Yitzir is a different Kabbalah. Instead of Sefer Yitzir going in four, it goes in three. And of course, everybody knows it from the Bamitzvah Maimon. The Sefer, the Sefer, the Sipur, the Kesev, and the Ksav, and the Mechtav, everything is threes. The whole Sefer Yitzir goes in threes. Um, the Oasis of Aleph Beis is divided into three. Shalish Oymah, Shavak Fulis, Yud Beis, Trutus, Yan Sefer Yitzir is Drei. So... Um, of course, the question is, why is the Sefer Yitzir three and other Kabbalah Sodom four? And at the end, and of course, the answer is, I don't know. I'm saying, Avraham wanted to speak about three and others speak about four. Now, in some Maimorim, there's a Hezbir. In Anat, there's a Hezbir. I think it's also Maimon for Ebn Hashab in the Reish Memtes or Reish Alf. He also has the same Hezbir. Talking about the same thing? What? Um, you said it's four and three. That's the question. Are they talking about the same thing or are they talking about something different? So there is a Hezbin in Chesidus that wants to explain that they're talking about the same thing, Tag. How does the Hezbin go? The Hezbin goes on a Loshna Zoyar. That the Zoyar says, Kovish Be'eshav Golid Berucha. You speak Aramaic. Kovish Be'eshav Golid Berucha means when you want to boil water, you need three things. Fire, Air and water. Kavish Be'esha means you burn it with fire, and Golat means you cool it with water. So the Zayar is describing the following. When you take fire and burn water where there is air, the water evaporates. It boils out, yeah? What happens when all the water of the pot boils out? There's no water left. Just boiled it out, finished. You take your finger, you touch the bottom of the pot, and you'll find dust. In other words, when you boil all the water out, you discover that in the mind you had offer. <coughs> so it's explaining the you guys know from it or not. <coughs> I'm sorry. That from the three Yesoidos, Eish, Mayim, Ruach, he had offer. Or to say it in other words, that from the three Madregis of oil, Yud Kevav, the Kaili comes up by itself. So those. My modem that follow this model, this design, are trying to explain what Moshe said that the three of the Sefer Yitzira and the four of regular Kabbalah are actually the same. Now, but then the Sefer Yitzira is not talking about Kalim. Now, but according to that, has but if you talk only about Eidus, three Eidus. What about number four, which goes on Kali, or here in the Maimon it's called Shetachama Kabul, as opposed to Shetachama Shpia? So the answer the Sefer Yitzira gives from. The three, from the three oiras, the keli comes automatic. So on that basis, at least Baklovas, you could say that the Sefer Yitzir is the same as in other Kabbalah. Of course, the question becomes, is that the Pshat in this Maimir? To be very frank, I think not. I, I think that in this Maimir, the number four is not included, Right? There is the chayes, which is connected to the Eibishter, which is the chayes going into the guf, and then there's the kesha between the two. The guf itself is not a part of it. Uh, later on in the Maimed, he starts talking about Gashmias. The keach atzmus is the source of Gashmias. Gashmias itself is a yesh, 
And you have to have the Mutzah Mafsik, which is the Shona, to connect the two. But it seems to me, and I'm not sure about this, but it seems to me that the three over here are not the same as that Zoyhar, as that Ranat, that says that the three of the Sefer Yitzhidi is the four of Kabbalah. In other words, it's a different Kabbalah. I'm a Kabbalah. What's the difference? We don't talk about Makabal. We talk about the connection between the Abish and the Makabal, but not the Kabbalah himself. Huh? That's different. <laughs> no, but you say they're not a steeder. Right. They're not contradictory. I agree, they're not contradictory. But in other words, this Sevitzida Lecha Bepashtas is simply saying we're not talking about a Kabbal. We're talking about the process of Keshe between Mashbi and Makabal. Now, in the discussion of Oshon, in discussing Oilam Shon and Nefesh, the Rebbe starts right away with Nekud Ekav Shetach. Nekud Ekav Shetach is Yud Vav K. I think I have this. Nekud is Yud Vav is Kav and He is Shetach. I'm leaving Nekud Ekav Shetach alone. If I talk about it, it'll be in the next year. But it's a few shooters, and there's a lot of countries over here, Yud, which has a Metzias, which doesn't have a Metzias. If we wanted to blow wind, there's a lot of wind to blow here. Let's move on to Elam Shana Nefesh. Oshon. Oilam means Mokim, Shona means Zman, and Nefesh means Chayes. Now, when you look at it, Bepashtis, before you get to the Maimon, when you talk in common sense, there's no such thing as time without space, no such thing as space without time. They're interconnected. You know, today in the Goyesha world, they speak about time space. It's not two things. There's no such thing as space without time. Nothing is time without space. Because what time and space both mean is not the Ebishter. The Ebishter has no time. The Ebishter has no space. Nivroyim have time. If, you, if you're a Nivra and you have time, you have space. If you have space, you have time. Here, time and space are separated. As if space represents the reality. And time represents, so to speak, something in between real and unreal. In in the Rebbe Tzamosedik near the end talks about Zman, and he proposes that Zman is before Mokim. Zman is before Mokim. But the idea of Zman being before Mokim is theoretical more than anything else. In this Maimer, when he talks about Zman and Mokim, he doesn't mean Zman and Mokim in the literal sense of the word. In other words, the way we're using Oilam, Shana, Nefesh, and this Maimer, Oilam doesn't mean Mokim, and Shana doesn't mean Zman. Oilam means the world. And Shana means Shinuyim. Shana doesn't mean Zman, Shana means Shinuyim. Now, Shinuyim and Zman are synonymous. How do you translate time philosophically? In Higoyim, what is time? Time is change. So Oilam means the world. Nefesh means, for lack of words, and for purposes of simplification, Shana means the changes that allow for there to be a connection between Nefesh and Oilam in such a way that Nefesh doesn't destroy Oilam. That's essentially what this Maimon is about. So Mokim and Zman over here don't mean Mokim and Zman as you're familiar with them in Hasidus. Mokim means the world. Shana doesn't mean Zman, it means the Indian has Zman. The Indian has Zman as Shinui. Okay, this is the introduction. This is the Shalom Aleich. In other words, everything I just said is not in the Maimir. Okay, we get to the Maimir. So let's talk about the Neshama. Let's have a conversation about the Neshama. Right? You have a Lashon here at the bottom of the page. Very funny Lashon. Nefeshu hachayef kfisha oimid hochen lahaches as a goof. The last line of page to follow. Nefesh means the life that's standing ready to give chayef to the goof. Right? Turn the page. Pavavet Chobes. Shaharei. Shaharei means it's a hemshech, yes? Hanefesh atma ain't a berach klal haches is a goof. The nefesh has no shaiches to mechayes a goof. Ela sheyesh ba bechinas chayes. It has an aspect of chayes. Sha'oi mid hochin lahaches a goof that stand right to mechayes a goof. Okay? And that's called nefesh. And it continues. Vechayezu, and this chayes. God forbid that's the chayes goes into the gof. Eli chayes ruchnius. It's a spiritual life. Four lines in the top. Vuhu klal 
Gilus Hachayas. It's the Chayas of the whole Neshama. Shemachinus Chayvieta. You should see a contradiction in these five lines. He starts off by saying, Nefesh means standing ready to go into the goof. He says, by the way, standing ready to go into the goof doesn't go on the whole Neshama. It goes on a little piece of the Neshama. But what that piece is, that piece is Chayvieta Etzim, which is Klaus Hachayas. So which is it? Is nefesh called sachayis, or is nefesh the bechin of chayis, which is emed hoch and hachayis is a goof? Exactly, good point. Uh, no, first he says bechin as chayis, emed hoch as a goof, and then he says two lines later, kolos sachayis, bechin as chayis. Now the language of this moment I don't understand, but I will tell you what says in Chassidus. You have it in Tavshechas and Samach Gimel, which is the source of the sugi of chayis and chayis There is something very interesting about an neshama, which is true only of an neshama. It's not true of a lakus, and that is that the neshama is called a pnimi be'etzim. You know what that means? The neshama is called a pnimi be'etzim. The only word I could use, which would at all represent it, is the neshama's nature is that it is unbelievably loyal. Getrai, loyal, dedicated. The neshama is infinite. The body of a person could be very, very, very ordinary. Could be low. But if a neshama goes into the goof, even if the tiniest fraction of the neshama makes it into the goof, and the rest doesn't, the whole neshama is dedicated to that goof. In other words, there's no such thing as a neshama being in two places. Impossible. Not because the neshama is stuck in the goof, but because the nature of the neshama is be'etzem apnimi. Be'etzem means the very highest level of the neshama, the very essence of the neshama. If the Abish is going to put the neshama into a goof, even if the tiniest fraction of the neshama is all that's going to make it into the goof, the whole rest of the neshama is dedicated, is connected. Because the neshama is not like an insuf. I shine everywhere, including into a nashba. By neshama nishtazamizah. The neshama is a pnimi. Then every when neshama does something, it does it completely. Even if it's been placed into a very, very, very miserable goof, the whole neshama is there. And I think that's what these words are saying. It's only one aspect of the neshama, which is emed lachach and lachach is a goof, and at the same time it's kolos which is called nefesh. Because even though. What's actually going to go into the body from the neshama is a relatively speaking tiny fraction of what the neshama's possibility is. The whole neshama is involved in the goof. I'm not sure that that's pshat in these words, but I'm sure that that's true because it says so in other places. I think that's what he's saying here. These, these words that seem to contradict each other I think this is what he's trying to say. I don't know, but it's what I think. But it is certainly a fact that the neshama has a property that makes it a pnimi v'yetzim. And again, the best way to translate the word is to say, he's loyal. And it's getrai. Take the biggest neshama, put it into the tiniest kuf, the whole neshama is involved. And he's never going to think about being in two kuf at once. It's a pnimi v'yetzim. Nonsense to getrai. That's number one. And number two, number two is also very, very important. And the number two is a yesod in Hasidus. And it's mentioned over here, although the Rebbe doesn't use the words that I use typically, but it's a very gishmak and yesodis like a klau. And that klau is chai noise yesatzme. Chai noise yesatzme means a living thing carries itself. Chai Neis Yisatzmi is a philosophical idea. But Chai Neis Yisatzmi is a din Shachanach. A person who could walk, he can carry on shops. Nafkibin is like a baby. Yeah? The baby stops on the sidewalk. Technically, if that baby is able to walk, you're allowed to carry the baby. Because the din is, if they could walk, they're walking. I, they're not walking. <laughs> they don't know they're walking. Chai Neis Yisatzmi means when a neshama goes into a goof, it's not the pshat and the shum is making the goof move. The goof is alive. The word that is used is hislapshus. 
Hachona, his askos, his lapshes. The neshama goes into the guf in such a way that they literally become one. They fuse. Right? Let me give you the opposite of that. From the Mice Witten Rebbe, I've told you the story many times. When the Rebbe passed away, everybody was worried about the Rebbe's health. Those who were close, for obvious reasons. I mean, the Rebbe took care of the Rebbe. The Pashtas, and we saw the Mukhash. And people were very worried about the Rebbe's health. So during Shiva, they got somebody to say something to the Rebbe about taking care of himself. Who did they get? The Rosh Hashiva. Rebbe was a point of Shiva. So Pitamut Chochem was a god. Had a very personal relationship with the Rebbe. I was once in the Rebbe's house. And after Mincha, he pushed away for a shmooze. He used to go to the Rebbe and talk as they stand. People didn't realize. It was an I'm talking way after the years of Yechidus. The Rebbe would talk to him. Talk to him and learning and all so during Shiva, you can hear the tape and you can also see the transcript. He says something to the Rebbe during their visit. The Rebbe should wash his health. And the Rebbe wouldn't bite. Huh? Like, what are you talking about? So when the Rebbe says, ah, he doesn't mean I didn't hear you. He's saying, so the second time he repeated it, it was much less emphatic. He was already afraid, you know? The Rebbe, after a couple of times, the Rebbe made him eat his words. And the Rebbe says to him, Ich bin gesund. In other words, why do I have to watch my health? I'm healthy already. And he translated. A gesund feels nicht sein Guf. Healthy people don't feel their bodies. I don't feel my bodies. That I is Ich bin gesund. Now in the case of the Rebbe, there could be a couple other reasons. He doesn't feel his Guf. But this is what the Rebbe said to him. I'm healthy. A gesund feels nicht sein Guf. It's interessant as that. The human nature is that as long as a person is healthy, he feels like he's going to live forever. The moment you get the slightest michosh, a splinter, the almond is, is, is you're plotting. Why? Because when you are healthy, you're not feeling your guf, you're feeling your neshama. The sickness causes you to feel the guf, and the guf is misa be'etzim. Doesn't mean the neshama goes into the goof and makes the goof go, right? What would be an example for that? Electricity, right? In Chassidus, you have oil, chayes, koyach. I think koyach is electricity. I probably should take what I just said back, but koyach is energy. What is energy? It's electricity. It's a physical thing. How does electricity make a machine work? You know how? It breaks it. Any time you use a machine, you're breaking it. Touch it, and it gets hot. That heat is the machine slowly but surely breaking. It's as simple as that. If the machine is better, it doesn't get as hot, so it lives longer. If the machine is not as good, it gets very hot, and it burns out quicker. Electricity, which makes a car run or everything else work, is in fact breaking it. Why? Because he's fighting with it. It's It's a physical force. I push this table, yeah? So any of this, what's this table doing? He's pushing back. Who wins? Whoever's stronger. When I push this table, the table moves based on my pushing minus its own pushing back. So if you have the right machines, you could measure between my hand and the table heat. Wasted energy. Why? Because me and the table are in a fight. Yeah? When you're walking, what are you actually doing? You ever think about it? When you're walking, you're actually spinning the globe backwards. You ever notice how you walk on a, on a boat? You wonder why you're pushing the water backwards? <laughs> you're not going forward. You're pushing what's behind you away. When you're walking, your feet are having a fight with the earth. And you're pushing the earth, so you're moving forward. It, it's not so wacky if you think about it. But two physical things, when one physical thing moves, another physical thing, they're pushing each other. That pushing is the opposite of becoming one. It's a fight. Machines are made to handle electricity and to function, but they're not living. The machine is not electric. The machine is being pushed by electric. The neshama and the goof is called hislapshas. Hislapshas means it's not the pshat. That the neshama goes into the goof. And the neshama and the goof are in a fight. The goof says, I want to lay on the couch. And the neshama says, get up and go to shul. The goof will get in shul. The goof leapt. The guf itself is living. The nature of the coming together of the sham and guf is called this lapsus. The guf is alive. So those are two ideas. Idea number one, that the sham is like pimi biyetzen. 
made hachin lahachetz as a goof. The neshama exists in such a way that when it's going to go into the goof, it's going to be totally dedicated to the goof. On the idach, the goof lives in the neshama in such a way that it's high, uh, that's high neishesat, as if the goof itself is living. When two things interact, it's never perfect. You put two things together, as, mu- as perfect as the fit is, that it can be more perfect. I already gave you the example from the machine that was acting like a person, that you would see that it's a machine because he was doing it, when he couldn't drop his hand. That's the Taj Chai The Nishom is not making the goof function. The Nishom is making the goof into the Nishom. There's such harmony, there's such achdos. The goof, while it's healthy and alive, is expressing not itself but Nishom. It's that the neshama's connection to the goof is not like electricity, right? Let, let me—I'll give you the other form. Yeah, the, the scientists say that there's a certain amount of time that passes between when you tell your hand to move and move your hand, right? Chassidus says that it's spontaneous; it's instantaneous. It's a kasha of Chassidus, as if science is automatically right that made Chassidus doesn't defend itself. What's the hasbara? The hasbara is yeah, the goof has electricity in it also. And in as much as the electricity is making the goof work, it's talking two things. An electric current in a goof takes time. But why does the goof operate so fluidly? Because that electricity is being animated by life, which is higher than Koyach. And in as much as the goof is alive, not just a machine, it's spontaneous. It doesn't take time, it's Adenishoma, it takes time because there's also the machine level, the mechanical level of the body. But on the living level of the body, the body is one. When the brain says that the hand moves, the hand moves spontaneously because the brain is the head. The hand is the brain because of the hislapshas. The few two are becoming one. Now we get to a third concept. And the third concept is the concept that is called Chai Be'etzem and Chai Lahachis. What's such Chai Be'etzem and what's such Chai Lahachis? Chai Lahachis is easy. Chalachis means living in such a way that you can give life to something else, right? What does Chai Be'etzim mean? How do you translate Chai Be'etzim? Chai Be'etzim means I live from myself. As I told you many times, Etzim doesn't mean essence because essence doesn't mean anything. Etzim means from self. We call the Rebish that Atmos and Hus because the Rebish's existence is only from himself. Chai be'etzim means something that lives from itself. Now, if chai be'etzim means literally something that lives from itself, chai be'etzim means I live from myself. Now, logically, if chai be'etzim means I live from myself, there should only be one chai be'etzim. And that would be, huh? Because nothing exists from itself. Everything exists from the Ebeshtah. And that's really the tricky part of the Sugi of Chai Be'etzim. The tricky part of the Sugi of Chai Be'etzim is that the Eibishter gives Chayas to creations that are not Eibishter. Like a Lekus. Hu Kaim, Shmei Kaim, Vachis Enochem. Hu Kaim is Eir, Shmei Kaim is Kalem, Vachis Enochem, Vachis Enochem, Vachis That even though Eir is connected to the Eibishter, Dvekas Nikeres, even though Kalem is connected to the Eibishter, they can build in together. Even though Neshama is connected to the Eibishter, they're called Chai Be'etzim. Chai Be'etzim means that the Eibishter gives them Chayas in such a way as though the Chayas is their own. The Eibishter gives them Chayas in such a way where they're not living from day to day. The Eibishter gives them Chayas in such a way that their Chayas is a Chayas Nitzchi, you know, like it's brought in Hasidus. What's the taich? Yem uh, A day that never ends. Right? For some people, Yem Shekul Yorech means a day never ends. It goes on and on and on. It's just no. Yem Shekul Yorech means Yorech. At the first second, you know it's going to be forever. Because it's forever is not measured in commas. It's not measured in minutes. One minute, two minutes, till infinity. It's forever is measured in the mahus. The nature of this existence is that it's forever. So Chai B'etzim is a bit complicated. The complexity of Chai B'etzim is the Eibish that gives things life. That's a dependency on him, right? But he gives things life in such a way that those things living are living as though the life is from themselves.
is if he were to say that Eibishter himself is invested in those beings. And it's different. His Beidim for it, you know, Eirmein Hamai, and all the other examples. But that's the concept of Chai B'yetzim. Chai B'yetzim means a being that lives as though it's living from itself, because the Eibishter gives it life in such a way that it's though it's its own life. Or to say it in different words. Because the Eibishter is Emes, there's Emes in Evroim, like it says in Rambam. It, it really is Emes. There's Emes Lamite, but it's really Emes. Now, so the Klalin Hasidus goes like this. Only a Chai Be'etzim could be a Chai Lehachis. Only such a thing whose life is as if it's from itself could give life to somebody else. In other words, if you're alive, be happy. Be happy you're living. But if you're living Be'etzim, which means to say that the nature of your life is that you're never going to die, you could give life to something else. So the Etzim HaNeshama, what he calls this Maim and Nefesh, because the Etzim HaNeshama, which is called Nefesh, is a Chai Be'etzim, it is therefore a Chai L'Hachesh, able to give Chayas to the Guf. And now comes the point, the punchline. The punchline goes like this. The punchline goes like this. The neshama is called nefesh. The nefesh is chay lahachis. I'm sorry. The nefesh is chay be'etzim. The level of the neshama, which is oymid ha'achin lahachis, aguf, klaus ha'chayim, chayim, 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 exists in such a way that it's, it lives from itself. The neshama that goes into the guf is called oylem. Why? The Guf is a Gashmi, the Guf is Behis Chalkos, the Guf of Didavag Bola, the Guf is Behalom Behefted, and all the other wonderful things that the Guf has. And the Neshama fuses with the Guf. The Neshama is not fighting with the Guf. The Neshama is saying with the Guf, hey, you're not chassidish enough. The Neshama that comes into the Guf is also called Oilam. Because the aspect of the Neshama that goes into the Guf becomes Guf. But there's another aspect also. What's the other aspect? That when the neshama goes into the goof, the neshama becomes goof. But when the neshama goes into the goof, the goof becomes neshama. Now, the tzadach of the neshama goes into the goof, it's conforming to all the limitations of the goof. Tzadasheni, when the neshama goes into the goof, the neshama goes into the goof in such a way that the goof is not tolerating life, the goof is living. Says the Rebbe, what does that mean? What does it mean that when the neshama goes into the goof, the goof is alive? So, what are the words the Rebbe uses? I'm on page Chofbeis. I would say 15 lines from the bottom. The line that begins with the word haguf, maybe 16. Look at the next two lines. The line that begins with the word haguf. And since, that when the neshama goes into the guf, mechayes a guf b'pnimi yusei, it gives the guf life in a very pnimiistic way. Shahaguf atzmei nasechai, that the guf itself becomes living. Harimu when it's understood, shaaf shahachayes, even though the neshama that goes into the guf, he ha'arevel vav me'anefesh is only a small part of the nefesh. Look at the next six words. Mekamokam he bedvekos im bechinat chabiyat. You know why when the neshama goes into the guf, the guf itself is living? Because it's bedveikos in bechidat The ability for the neshama and the guf to become so one that mitzadecho, the neshama is conforming to all the limitations of the guf. But mitzadecheni, the guf is becoming neshama. is because the neshama hamalubish beguf has a shaykhis with chay be'etzim, not with chay lehachis. The neshama in this goof makes the goof feel like the goof itself is alive because there's a gilu of chai be'etzim in the goof. The very etzim of the neshama is affecting the neshama of In other words, if the neshama goes into the goof and the neshama is being slapped just in the goof, but it's only that piece of the neshama, the goof would feel like it's dying. The goof wouldn't feel like it's the neshama. 
the ability for the goof to exist in such a way that as long as a person is healthy, he feels like he's going to live forever because it's affected by the chayyot. In other words, the neshama coming together with the goof has a lot of opposites. Mitad echad, the neshama is very limited. Mitad asheni, the neshama is very behislapshus. Argues the Rebbe, you know how that is. Because the tiny piece of the neshama that goes into the goof is still connected to its essence. Bepnimius. And that connection to the neshama's essence, Bepnimius, allows for all these contradictions to take place. How? 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 How can two opposites be? Tzadecha, the neshama is so limited by the goof. And with Adashayni, the goof is so animated by the neshama. And it's linked to Chaybiyatza. And the end, that's a good answer. But the Rebbe explains. And the answer is because there is a bridge. A mamutza. You know what a bridge does? Now this is a philosophical statement, okay? Rabbi Zerkan, don't ask me questions about engineering now, okay? You know what a bridge does? A bridge connects two sides of a river. And you know what else? It keeps them apart. Now I know that if you take down the bridge, the river doesn't collapse. But this is a philosophical concept. A mamutza keeps two things together and separates them. Like the marshal of a maturgumen, yeah? Someone who explains what the Rav says. He brings Divya Rav to the Talmud, but he also keeps the Rav and the Talmud apart. Why? Because the maturgumen is not as smart as the Rav. He can't give everything that Rav gives. So his place in between simultaneously brings Rav to Talmud and keeps Talmud and Rav separated. The Rebbe says there's two opposites in the meaning of nefesh and oilum. There's two opposites in chaybe etzem and the neshama baguf, which is called chayne esi The two opposites are limitation on the one hand and chayne esi on the other. That the guf is living as though it were the chaybe etzem. How could those two things be simultaneously true? Answer, rotsa v'shev. Rotsa v'shev means they're kept together and kept separated. Keeping them together allows for the neshama and the guf to feel as though it's a chai be'etzim. Keeping them separated allows the neshama to be in the guf, to be limited, to be vizchalkas, and all the other aspects of gvul that exist where the neshama is vizlapshas in the guf. In other words, why do you need three things? Why are two not enough? Because if you had only two things, one of two things would occur. Either the neshama and the guf would not have harmony, or if the neshama and the guf had harmony, the neshama would destroy the guf. How can you on the one hand have gvul and helim and agbol and ischalkas, and on the other hand have such a hislapshus to the degree of chayin noise as The answer is because there's a mamutza that simultaneously keeps the two apart and brings the two together. Keeping the two apart allows the guf to be limited and separated and hidden and all the rest. Bringing the two together affects that the neshama and the guf should be in a maimed matzav of coming together. I want to explain this to you. I'll give it to you. But the Rebbe makes a statement. And the statement is, Rotsi Veshov is Mokar Azman. I think Ibn al Naksidis. Three lines, Tav Veshov. Gimel Shadish Azman is Rotsi Veshov. All the over Naksidis. You have it in Sabahvavim by Yechulu. The Sugi of Zman, by the way. Bederach Klaal goes with the Sugi of Ak. Adam Kadman seems to attract Zman. You have Hoya Emun, Vitekharation, and Bays. Zman and Ak always go together. Ak is the beginning of Zman. When you have the Sugi of Ak, there's a certain Maimed that discusses Ak. Adam Kadman. What is Rotsi Veshov? Rotsi Veshev is connection. But Rotsi Veshev means something else. A connection that requires two steps. Right? Bringing together and pushing away? Right. Oir is Dovak and Yeah? Oir himself is Dovak and Yeah? Is Eir himself Rotsi Veshev? No. Let me say it again. Ayrein Tzaf is Dovok and the Eibishter, right? Everybody understands it. Ayrein Ahmoyed and all the rest, yeah? Is Ayrein Tzaf and Natsi Veshayu? Now, depending on which Maimah you're going to read, the answer is it depends what level. We're going to have this year in the Samach Vob, if we'll get to it. Lifnea Tzimtzum, the Dveikus is simultaneous. After the Tzimtzum, the Dveikus is Hispashtus Vistalkus, Natsi Veshayu. Some of my modern say that about Atsilus. Some of my modern say that about Keser. 
But there are certainly two madregas. What are the two madregas? On a higher madrega, oil is dovak and the abishta, but there's no two tnuis, ratzay and shave. Well, they want tnuah, dekis. In lower madregas, in order to have oil in this level, you have to have a ratzay and shave. The havana is pashat. Very, very simple. Ratzay and shave is two things. What are they? I exist and I am connected. Shave means I exist, Ratzay means I'm connected. What happens if I exist and I'm connected happen at the same time? One of those two has to be cancelled. Because the connection with the Abish is at the expense of my existence. My existence is at the expense of my connection to the Abish. So in Klippa, who wins? I exist. Right? In Lifne Hatzimtzum, who wins? <laughs> I'm connected. But Eidensov's connection to the Eibishter is not a steer to the Matthias of the Eidensov. No, the Eidensov of the Eidensov is so headed on Matthias, it doesn't have to say, okay, I'm revealing myself and I'm connecting, I'm revealing. It's simultaneous. Where do you need Ratzav shave on those Madrigas in between? Klippa says, I exist and forget about God. Lifne says, I'm one with the Eidensov, forget about me. The Madrigas in the middle require Ratzav shave. Because Ratzav shave is not just connection. It's connection and separation, like a bridge. I'm connected to the Rebishter, but I exist. How can I be connected to the Rebishter and exist? The answer is, first one, then the other. First one, then the other. Ratzav shave. Ratzav shave. Ratzav shave. That's Zman. Zman means change. Right? The Rebishter doesn't change. We change. Now, without getting into discussions and opening myself up to questions that make me nervous, change links to death. Right? Change means have said this. Things change, they they entropy, they get Misha nailed, Masa, things are dying. Every second they're changing towards death, right? Why? Why? If you're connected to the Abishta, why should you die? The answer is you're connected to the Abishta, you don't die. But you're also connected to your own identity. So you're connected to Abishta, you separate from Abishta. Connected to Abishta, you separate from Abishta. Every time you separate from Abishta, you die a little more. Ratzay Veshayv is necessary for the reality of clock that ticks. Every second, Maschalis Yabish. Maschalis Yabish. If you're only connected to the Abishta, you don't die. But you don't have an identity. Like Aiden Safshalif Nyatimsa. Or whatever Madrigis. So Ratzay Veshayv is serving two purposes. It's keeping things together and keeping things apart. That's the Taich Elam Shana Nefesh. Wait a second. Oila means the Nisham goes into the Guf in such a way that the Guf is living. There's a Slapshus, and there's a Chalkus, and there's a Helim, and there's a Gbola. But it also means Chaynesi The Nishama goes into the Guf in such a way that the Guf itself is living. Where does that come from? The answer is Chai Yeah, but. Chai Be'etim is not in the goof, it'll destroy the goof. It's the Teretz. That's the Veshev. If you don't have three things, you don't have a world that's connected to the Ebishter. You can have a world, you can have a connection to the Ebishter, you can't have both. Shona provides the possibility that Metad Echad Oilam is Oilam Oshin Helam. And Metad Echad Oilam is a spashness of Elokuz. Chai Nesi How? Ratzi Veshev. Because by tzaddik is another aspect. The goof is kaddish. By us, the goof is misa, and the neshama is chay. By the since the goof of the tzaddik is chay, is a lakus. The ratzav shev of a tzaddik is very different than our ratzav shev. Our ratzav shev is because the ratz is a steed to the shev, and the shev is a steed to the ratz, which is called zman. By a tzaddik, it looks that way, but it isn't that way. This is called sadisman. Tzaddikim don't die because they get old. Tzaddikim die because their shlichus is old. Gufadil hen kaddish. Atzilus is that kind of ratzav shayv, as opposed to briyeh. In briyeh, the ratzav shayv are astide. In atzilus, we have not astide, but there's a metzias. A metzias of elokus. It's called seides manim. It's a seides ratzav shayv without the stira between the ratzav and the shayv. And again, the place to look this up is in volume one of the base. And I think. Dvorim, Dvorim ayin gimu, the same maimer, the two shittas in Kabbalah, 
So the Rebbe goes on. And the Rebbe says, just like in a neshama and a goof, you need three things. Oilam, shana, nefesh. Oilam means the neshama going into the goof. Nefesh means the idea that the neshama is a shtik ebishkin, chai And shana, which both brings together and keeps apart the two opposites, the same is true in Briya, in creation. What are the two opposites in creation? And this is very, very interesting. What are the two opposites of creation? Huh? Tzad Echad. Gashmias is Mushrish in Atmos. And Metad Hashemi, Gashmias is Yeshus. Every, everybody knows. Gashmias is Sheirish in Atmos. Why? Because Gashmias is a Yesh. What's a tight Yesh? That there's no Bria Kedemis Liesh Nothing comes before us. Yesh means I exist and I don't need my source. Rakhu only Atmos could create Yesh. Why? What is the answer? Because he's the only Yesh. Because he's the only Yesh. He gives us Yesh. Yeah? How does he send the Yesh from him to us? The Yesh Hamitit Yesh Nivra. What's the answer? Eid Insaf. Eid Insaf carries Yeshes. I Eid Insaf is bottle. I Eid Insaf may not boil. Maybe Eid Insaf doesn't even have the Vekis. And the answer is Eid Insaf carries Yeshes Behelim. Eid Insaf is carrying Yeshes, doesn't even know it's carrying it. You have this in Samachvov. Right? So now, Eid Insaf carries the Yeshes of Atmos and Hus to, the, to create the Yeshes of Gashmias, right? So what happens? Two opposite things happen. In the physical world, there's Yeshus. And in the physical world, there is denial of the Abishtad who was the source of that Yeshus. In the physical world, is Yeshus. And in the physical world, there is a denial that that Yeshus comes from the Abishtad. Right? To use the language of the Shariqat Vamuna, when you don't see God, you're looking directly at Him. Hein, hein, just like when you see Gili Alakuth, you should say, wow. When you see Helam of Alakuth, you should say, wow. Because only the Abishta can hide like that. Why don't you say, wow? Because you're not misspelled. <laughs> you like the Helam. It's good. Yeshis is Mushish and Atmos. And denies Atmos. How could you have those two things? And the answer is because there's a Mamutza. That Mamutza keeps them together and keeps them apart. That's Shona. So Oilam would be the hell of the Hester of Elam Hazar. Nefesh Koyach would be the Yeshus of Atzimus Amhuz. Shona is a Koyach that Mitzad Echad connects, imports the Yeshus of Atzimus Amhuz into this world and at the same time allows us to deny the Eibishter. Because it's separating the two Yesh. So the Rebbe gives us two examples for Oilam Shana Nefesh. Now, what is the interesting part of this mind? The interesting part of this maimed is shona, not elam and not nefesh. Why is the interesting part of this maimed shona? Because what is shona saying? I'm helping you, but I'm not helping you too much. That's what it says. I'm going to connect you to the Ebishter, but not going to connect you too much, because I want you to exist. Shona connects, but dafken eif na bratzei v'shev, ratzei zastire teshuv, shuv v'shev teratzei, v'shav ma'velt, the Ebishter doesn't sign, the Ebishter doesn't behelum. The neshama is in the goof, the goof feels that he's living forever, and the neshama doesn't even know that there's such a thing as Chayabiyat. That's the first half of the Maimi. And then in page Chavdal, the Rebbe says, How do you explain this all in Avoid the Sod? How do you explain in Avoid this? Now remember, if what I just told you holds true, yeah? Avoid means you want to serve the Abishtir, I'm sorry for saying it, don't get too carried away. Avoid the Sod. Emes? If the model of Oshan that we're learning in this Maimed, the way what I'm saying is correct, that Shana keeps Nefesh and Oilam together, but also keeps Nefesh and Oilam separated. So in Avaidah, Oilam, Shana, Nefesh means be religious, but don't be a fanatic. That doesn't sound right. Steps take the nish, right? Don't leave now because you're not going to become an applicator. Stick around. <laughs> so he translates like this. He says, Nefesh means Kavonas HaMitzvah. And Oilam means Maisa HaMitzvah. And what's Shona? Shona is that when you're doing a mitzvah, please pay attention to the action. Right? The famous Sikh from the Rebbe. Hashem tells Meshach Rabbeinu, tell Adam to light the menorah. 
So Naran lights the Meneda. And the Pasik says, Vayas K Naran Aran did exactly so Kashativa Shemis Mosh. Says Rashi Milamid Shrokeshal Aran Shalashina. Aran did exactly what Moshe told him. Really? I'm shocked. Moshe came to Aaron, grabs him by the glass, says, Atmos just told me to tell you to light the Meneda. And he did exactly what he was told. And what did he do? What did he do? He lit seven candles. So the Rebbe says in the Sikhs, what sort of grace Kaitis does? And the Rebbe answers, we think, Aaron lit the Meneda, like you light the Meneda, I light the Aaron lit the Meneda to get tracked, but this is based on. The kavonas was Arna Cain and Gahat were enough to drive a man crazy. But Cain, he lit the Meneda the way he was commanded. The Baruch Mezhbush was a terrible critic at Alter Rebbe's. Flam fire. He was Bashem Tazenikal. And the Baruch Mezhbush had issues with others also, with the Black Mugraslavet and so forth. The Helika Badichivet was in love with Alter Rebbe. I saw a letter with the Badisha very first to Alter Rebbe, Admur, Alter Rebbe. Badisha was older than Alter Rebbe. Bechlau, he says Admur, he means the Maggit. With this one letter I saw, that the Badisha says Admur, he means Alter Rebbe. And the Badisha says to the Baruch Meshbush, what do you want from the man? Van Abriv. He writes to him, he says, what you're teaching and I'm teaching, I don't know. But what he's teaching, this is Tadus Meidenu. The Badisha loved Alter Rebbe. Alter Rebbe loved him back. So the Badichever once met the Baruch Meshbushir. And he says to him, Ich weiß nicht, was du willst von ihm. Ich hab ihn gehört leihen. Er ist gewen kule le meile, und hat nicht ausgelost, kein ein Tag le matte. The Badichever tells the Baruch Meshbushir, I heard Alter Rebbe leihen, Alter Rebbe was Malkeide. I heard him leihen. He was completely in Atzilus. But the leining was impeccable. That's Elon. The mitzvah, what he says, he brings in the Maimed. When you do a mitzvah, you're not supposed to focus on the kavana. You're supposed to focus on the mice. And the Rebbe spl- spins it upside down. You know, it says in Tanya, when a person learns Tay, you're supposed to have a kavana lishmo. Right? Now, how is it really supposed to be? It's really supposed to be, you're supposed to have the kavana lishmo every second. Never, you can't concentrate. So he brings from Hilchas Gitten and Hilchas Sefetera the Ika kavana is in the beginning. So when you start learning, you have a And every hour you should stop learning. So when you learn the Tanya Bapashtis, what is the Alter Rebbe saying? You should have Kavana always. If you can't help it, have Kavana in the beginning of the Limud. The Rebbe says, You're not allowed to have Kavana while you're learning. Why? How can you learn if you're thinking about the Ebishtim? You're writing a Sefer Tain Naget, you're going to think Lishmei Vilishmo, you're going to write the wrong words. Think about the words. I kavana tchilas Forget. In other words, not that this is the b'diyev, but this is the lachat This is the shona. Vos main shona that when you're doing a mitzvah, don't allow the avas Hashem. The Rebbe brings over here that the ikirin is ahava. He says the ikirin is ahava, and you have to do a mitzvah with a chais. Fantasia sheina oisius. He brings from Tanya v'kaimon be'emes. V'kaimon be'emes means with ava v'yira, not with kabbalah sale. You, you guys will learn page chavdal. You should have a kash. He said, do a mitzvah kabbal sales taka very nice, but you're not doing it bediktuk ubehidr ubechayes. Bediktuk ubehidr ubechayes is dafka ava, not kabbal sales. Ishtei temaimet. Aber he says, don't get carried away to kavana. Too much ava tagayichet nisht. Why? Because you have too much ava, you're not gonna shachas to the ma'aser. So what's the oil I'm trying to nefesh? The nefesh is the passionate love for the Ebishter. The oilam is the kima mitzvah. And the shana is that you want that the ahava that you feel should affect the kima mitzvah, but not compromise the kima mitzvah. It should influence what you're doing, but not too much. You bring the yitke daven. The minute you finish davening, you fall into timers. Crash. Why? Because you're davening in Madrega of Nefesh. Oilam, lichting klipe. If you want that your davening should affect Olam, it needs Shana. What Shana means? Allow that the feeling that you're experiencing in davening should go down a notch. What's go down a notch? Test. So what's the avoid of Shana? I, again, I'm saying it, I don't mean it this way, but this is the point. 
don't have too much kavanah so that the mice should be correct. And then it goes on. In kavanah gufa tell to the drayim. In kavanah itself there's elam shara nefesh. In other words, not in Yiddishkeit there's elam shara nefesh. Kavanah sam mitzvah, mice sam mitzvah, and in the middle he calls it dibur. He says, but in kavanah itself, what's kavanah? What's three madregis in kavanah? Huh? One madreg in kavanah is kir v'selakim litev. I like God because God is good for me. That's Eilam. Another Madrig in Kavana is Eine Margish Klal Shehu Eiv. Five lines from the bottom of Chafei. Find a Shehu Bittal Gabri. Yeah? Yorg Mada Bechlam Zaka, yeah? Bechlam Zaka is laying on his deathbed. He tells us, Talmidim, Eneni Adei, Beis Darach Melichadeis. I love going to Ganei Degehen. Why? So there's different Pshatah. There brings you a third Pshat. Bechlam Zaka was so bottled to the Rebish that he didn't even notice that he was bottled to the Rebish. He didn't even know that he was bottled to the Rebbe. I don't know. That's nefesh. So, Oilam is Kirvasalakim Litoi. It's about me. Nefesh is Ene Margish Babchinus Abitl. What's Shana? Kirvasalakim Toiv. Take out the leaf. It's good to be close to God. For the Emes. Good to be close to God for the Emes means at least a Margish. Goodness. <laughs> but Le'idach, I manage the goodness in such a way where I'm taking out the yeshes. I'm taking out the leaf. Elam Shana Nefesh. Nefesh is, I have Avas Hashem and I'm so bottled I don't even know I have Avas Hashem. Elam means, I have Avas Hashem and it's not Avas Hashem, it's Avas Hatzmi. It's all about me. And Nefesh is the Bermutza. I'm sorry. Shana Bermutza. He uses Fashidine expressions. One expression is Kirvas Alakim type as opposed to Kirvas Alakim Lita. I want to repeat the three Madregas again, okay? Nefesh is Ayyavas Hashem any Magashubachinus Ayyav. Shana is Kirvas Alakim Taiv. And Aylam is Kirvas Alakim Litaiv. My love for God is selfish. Those are the three Madregas. And later on, he uses a different expression. What's the Pshat Shana? His spile Sikhli. Others, Eilam is feeling Hashem in your heart. Nefesh is, I'm thinking about the Ebesh Tadrachal, no feeling. Shana is that in my brain I'm excited. And that's the Mamutza between Eilam and Nefesh. Now, what's the issue? The issue is, you could love God and be cool like Klippa. Just that you can love God and have no shaykhs to the world. Nefesh. You could love God, it's about me. And the teretz is nefesh. It's shana. In other words, since the idea is you should be connected to the Rebish, but not too connected. You should be connected to the Rebish, but you should exist. You have to be careful. Your existence can become so important that God becomes you too. And that's the Indian of shana, and that's the pshat in this maimer. Now, what am I doing in the next year? I basically chazed the whole maimer. The Rebbe explains the avoid he says, Bereishas Baruch Lekim Mesesh Maimah Sa'az Ha'isa Tayyub. Right away, Baruch Lekim Mesesh Maimah Sa'az Ha'isa Tayyub. He says, yeah. Of the wisdom, that's when Eilam Shana Nefesh can come and clip it. Unless you're careful. 